Welcome to Think Bible, the podcast that exists to challenge, edify, and encourage Christian women to think and live biblically, all for the glory of God. I'm your host, Stephanie Smith. Welcome to the Think Bible podcast. We exist to challenge, edify, and encourage Christian women to think and live biblically, all for the glory of God. I'm your host, Stephanie Smith, and today we have with us Emmy Daniels. Emmy is the Pinedale Branch Director of Hope Choice, which is a crisis pregnancy center in Pinedale, Wyoming. Welcome, Emmy. We're glad to have you. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. Ah, so tell us a little bit about your center and um, kind of your role with that and the mission that you fulfill there. Okay. Um, like you said, it's called Hope Choice Pregnancy Centers and Mentoring Programs. Um, okay. And it's just a small um, pregnancy resource center. They used to be called Crisis Pregnancy Centers, uh, but most of them are just called Pregnancy Resource Centers now. And, okay. Um, I am the branch director. I've been the branch director for a little over a year, started that role um, last January, so almost a full year. And before that, we were called the family tree. And so we've recently, Mm -hmm. in the last year, um, become affiliated with another pregnancy center, Hope Choice, out of Amarillo, Texas. And so um, my role as the branch director is basically just supervising the um, services that we provide here in Pinedale. Um, you know, I'm supervise the staff and the volunteers here and, um, that's basically the role we have, um, an executive director and other, um, staff there in Amarillo, but I'm the branch director. Okay. Excellent. So as you've probably seen listeners by looking at our um, title for today, we're going to talk about the sanctity of human life. And I thought what better, um, person, what better um, ministry to represent that than the Pregnancy Resource Center. Um, so if you've followed Think Bible or me for any length of time, you know that this is a topic that's really close to my heart, um, primarily because of the birth of our twin daughters. And um, they were very premature. They were born separately, actually nine weeks apart. And if you don't know that story, you can find it in the blog and all. But um After our first daughter was born, the doctors actually offered an abortion to us while she was laying in front of us in an incubator. Wow. And, uh, you know, as a mom, a mother bear instinct comes out. That just made me mad (laughs) that he would even think that way about my child. And yet in our culture and in our world, abortion has become almost commonplace and very widely accepted. And we know that the states have been passing laws to allow abortion clear up to 40 weeks, mm-hmm. right? At the time of delivery. Um, so I think we need to define what is sanctity of life? And why is that important as Christian women that we know and hold that belief? What are your thoughts on that, Emmy? Yes. Um, so Hope Choice, our mission is, I'm just going to tell you where our mission statement is, and then I'll kind of go off on to the sanctity of human life issue. But the mission is to equip, mentor, and strengthen future generations. 
And the way that we do it at Hope Choice is to provide pregnancy center services to pregnant women and families. And we also have some mentoring groups. Um, And my personal vision for that is just that every one of us involved in this ministry here in Pinedale, that we'd be bold enough to share the truth of who God is and the value Mm -hmm. that he places on life. And so to me, sanctity of human life, um, it's just talking about how life is sacred. Sanctity, I think, means holy, um, sacred. Those those things are associated. And so it just means that human life is holy. And holy means just it's set apart. And so in my mind, it just means that every human being was created by God on purpose and for a specific purpose. And so yeah. that is that is where I base my ministry in the in the pro-life ministry on is every human deserves that chance at life because God created them on purpose. Um, And so Sanctity of Human Life Sunday is coming up in January. And I just wanted to mention real quick what that is. Um, It was a day that was set aside the same year that the Roe versus Wade um, Supreme Court decision was made, Uh legalizing abortion, that right around that time, um, President Reagan was president at the time, and he um, proclaimed a day to celebrate God's gift of life and basically memorialize all those that were going to be lost to abortion and all those that had been. And so sanctity yeah. of human life is really just agreeing with God that life is valuable because he created it. Yeah. And I think that's a big part of our um, Christianity, loving one another um, mm-hmm. and valuing people. That's why we love one another because Christ loved us and he loved all people. Yeah. That's really good. And I wholeheartedly agree with what you've said there. Um, Seeing the human life as separate or distinct or special above animal creation or plant life creation or any other part of what we can physically tangibly see and touch and know is in the world. Um, Because God says it is, that's the best reason. And he even tells us in Genesis that he made humans in his image. Right. Um, and so that does touch us in various points of our lives. Uh, abortion and pro-life debate being, you know, a really obvious one. But I remember even when my children were young and we were training them and teaching them, you know, you don't hit other people. Well, it's not because those people are better than you or because they haven't done something wrong. It's because they're made in God's image and he loves right. them. But he wants us to love them as well. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it can go from the very earliest days when we're learning about others and how to treat others all the way through life. That's important. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. So you mentioned a little bit about the services that are provided in your, um, at your center. Which one would you say is the most frequently used or the most needed? I know that's really kind of an unfair question because every part of it is necessary. <laughs> right. Um, so we get a lot of benevolence clients. And that means um, basically we provide diapers, formula, um, baby wipes, pretty much anything a new mom might need for their baby. We provide those. Once a month, clients can come in and get those absolutely free. Um, okay. And so we get a lot of those type of clients. Um, we are a small community. We don't have as many clients as some of the bigger pregnancy centers have. And that just tends to be the biggest need 
we have, um, you know, just with low income families or um, one income families, you know, those, those types of situations. Um, we also have quite a few that have been doing our classes. We have an online streaming um, curriculum that has parenting classes, uh, pregnancy classes. We have a lot of Bible studies, some neat um, just classes on pretty much any topic, depression, um, mm-hmm. how to budget, those kinds of things. And we have quite a few clients who have been um, utilizing that service as well. So I see, I think those are the two biggest um, services mm-hmm. that we offer here in Pinedale. Good. Very good. And I know we've recently had my daughter, Sarah Lingle, on the podcast here, and mm-hmm. she is a pregnancy and bereavement doula. So she's oh. kind of in that birth world and she does mm-hmm. teach classes at her local pregnancy center, which is pretty neat that she gets to do that. I know and, um, there's just a, I don't know, a tenderness of heart that comes with pregnancy and, and a new life being yeah. brought into the world. <laughs> it's a great time to introduce young women to God if they haven't already met him. Right. Um, another, another thing that we do that's kind of new since being Hope Choice is we have mentoring programs for young people, sure. and that's ages 8 to 18, and we have an oh. 8 to 12-year-old girl group, an 8 to 12-year-old boy group, and then teen group for both boys and girls. And we have okay. mentors that are trained, and it's uh, basically about teaching um, young people how to make good decisions, how to stand strong in this culture. Um oh how to be a good friend, you know, those kinds of things. We, we do talk about some of the issues in the, you know, communities, um, you know, mm-hmm. depression, cutting, those kinds of things that can mm-hmm. be hard to talk about and that sometimes the parents don't even know where to start. And so we, we try to open those kind of conversations too. So yeah. and those have been pretty, um, I've actually been surprised at the number of kids we've had participating for our small community. So that's been a, a big blessing to see. Yeah. That's a fantastic idea to just start young with those kids before they find themselves in the midst of a crisis or a problem. Exactly. Yeah. We're hoping to maybe prevent some of those decisions later on. Mm -hmm. That's terrific. And again, that emphasizes the sanctity and the importance of their human life that they learn to make right choices and to know God, which is the most important part of being a human <laughs> is to know right. our creator, to love him and obey him. That's great. Right. The name of our um, young girls group is chosen. And we really want to emphasize that again, they were created on purpose. They were chosen. And yeah. um, our teen girls group is pearls. You know, they have value. They are valuable human beings and they, their decisions, they can make good decisions because God can empower them to do that because they are valuable. And so that's just a really neat part of the pro-life ministry, I think is not, you know, no matter what the media might say, we're not just pro babies being born. We are pro all life and we want to support the women too. Yeah, that's terrific. That when you said that pearls as the name for the girls or the teens, um, Mm -hmm. that reminded me in high school, I had a Bible teacher, um, Mrs. Maylou, she was precious. um, And she had her hands full with I'm pretty sure she had ninth through 11th grade girls in her Bible class and we were a handful (laughs) and she used to tell us, you girls are diamonds in the rough. There is so much potential and good thing, 
within you as you submit to God, but we're in that rough stage of breaking off all those rough edges and the mm -hmm. junk around you to bring out that diamond. Yeah. Had a lot of wisdom. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, that's um, okay. Well, the next question I wrote, I mean, we've kind of talked about it a little bit, but why would a pregnancy be a necessary thing in every community? I mean, you've mentioned Pinedale, you're in Wyoming. It's a very small community. Right. And yet there's a need. Um, why do you think there's a need to have a resource like this in every community? Um, well, I think that pregnancy centers are vital to our communities. Um, and a big part of that is because our culture, it continues to push this idea on our young people that premarital sex is no big deal. Um, and that actually it's the normal thing to do. I've read studies that teens are feeling more pressured to have premarital sex when they take a sex ed class in their school than they are pressured by their own peers because it's, it's presented as, oh, this is just part of growing up. This is part of being a teen. This is what you do. And so that's such mm -hmm. a prevalent message that our teens are getting. And even our Christian youth are becoming confused about that. It's, it's yeah. just so much pressure on them. And yeah. I don't see that getting better anytime soon. Actually, I think it gets worse every year. Mm -hmm. And so um, I just really feel that having a place that teaches the truth of that um, mm -hmm. is really important. Um, when a young woman or a young couple with their face with an unplanned pregnancy because of this lifestyle that they're being pressured into, um, mm -hmm. they need support, they need resources, and they need the truth most of all. And so yeah. um, I just feel that's important. And even and we don't have a lot of young teen clients. We have some, um, but a lot of times the people who are unexpectedly pregnant are not young and unmarried. Um, sometimes right. they're older. And they don't feel like they can start over. They thought they were done having children and all of a sudden they have this new life and they don't, they don't think they can do it. Um, yeah. Sometimes they're in a bad relationship and they can't imagine raising that child with an abusive partner. And um, so a lot of our clients have had health issues and they've had doctors, mm -hmm. like you said, like kind of encouraging them, maybe you should just abort because, you know, it will be a hard pregnancy, that kind of a thing. And mm -hmm. they need somewhere they can go that is not going to coerce them somewhere they can go and just have the truth shared with them and the options explained to them truthfully. And so I think that's just a really important resource. Um, and even our clients that aren't crisis clients, um, we have, you know, a new mom and dad that just, they want to know how to be the best parent they can. They, everything mm -hmm. changes, you know, it's even the internet can be confusing on what's true. <laughs> So yeah, the classes right. that we have are all um, uh, research-based and updated. And so they, we can just walk through classes with them. And um, I also just um, love that they come to us. And so we can share the truth with them. Um, yes. Galatians 6.2 says, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. And sometimes mm -hmm. pregnancy does feel like a, a burden for some reason. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. and we pregnancy centers in general exist to help each person in that situation, step back, learn the truth about their options and then support them, walk alongside mm -hmm. them as they make decisions. And, um, mm -hmm. I think one of the big things that pregnancy centers are doing now that I really think is unique and needed is, um, 
post-abortion support groups for women. And so another thing that we offer and that most pregnancy centers offer um, is a Bible study for women and men who have made a past abortion decision and are struggling with it, sometimes even 10 years or more later, but they still struggle Mm -hmm. with that decision. And so, um, and the pregnancy centers, we can share the gospel with every client that comes in. And that's our goal, to to share the truth of who they are and to point them to Christ. And um, Mm -hmm. so I just think it's a very needed thing in our, in our communities today. Yeah, that's excellent. I really appreciate that you also mentioned the men who are affected. Yes. We don't ever question. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I just think that they are forgotten in this whole situation a lot of the time. So, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. We don't ever question that a father is affected when his wife has a baby right? or when a couple goes through a miscarriage and yet we kind of forget them when there's an abortion and it hurts them too. Yeah. Right. That's Another great. thing I wanted to mention, sorry, is um, there are women in our churches who have had abortions mm-hmm. and I know it's hard to think mm-hmm. about sometimes, but I don't know the statistics exactly, but something mm-hmm. like one out of every four women who well, claims to be a Christian has had an abortion in their past. And Um, our churches don't always know how to handle that. And mm -hmm. um, the Pregnancy Resource Center is just a good resource for them. Um, We don't Mm -hmm. judge them, but we can point them to Christ and he forgives and they can have forgiveness and healing. And so. And that's a great way that the the Pregnancy Center can partner with the local church. Absolutely. Helping Christians grow in in their walk with the Lord. That's excellent too. Right. Um, so let's say we're, you know, we've got listeners here and maybe their, their thoughts have been provoked and they want to get involved. What are some ways that listeners can participate or help the pregnancy resource centers? Sure. Um, I would say the first thing is to pray for your pregnancy resource centers. Um, mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. We, they are coming under attack. Um, if you even, you know, do a search online about pregnancy resource centers, there's a lot of misinformation, a lot of people who are unhappy with what we're doing. Um, and I think especially as the laws are becoming more pro-life um, as the, even the Roe versus Wade is kind of being reevaluated in the Supreme court. I think that's only going to get worse. And yeah. so um, just pray for the pregnancy resource centers and those in other pro-life ministries that um, we will continue to, to share the truth and that um, mm-hmm. we'll just be protected from that attack. Um, yes. And then the second thing I would say is to volunteer. Um, I don't know that there's any pregnancy centers that could not use more volunteers. Um <laughs> You can volunteer to be a client advocate, which is the um, people who are trained to meet with clients and walk them through the appointments, to um, peer counsel with them, to encourage them, pray with them. Um, that's just a really needed thing and a really um, neat ministry. It's There's nothing like being able to walk through that situation with a client and build that relationship. And it's just really, um, it's really powerful and it's always yeah. needed. And we also just often need volunteers for um, helping organize events. Um, Mm -hmm. One thing that I've seen is just a need for someone in each church in our communities to be aware of what's going on at your local pregnancy center 
be able to communicate that with the pastors and the other people in the churches and helping them, encouraging them to be involved in the, in the events. Um, Our pastors are busy and they have a lot going on. And sometimes they're not the one that needs to be trying to encourage their um, congregations to participate. So if there's another person in the congregation who can kind of be the liaison, I think that's an excellent thing. And it really helps the churches and the members of the churches to know what's going on. And so that's another way to volunteer. Um, And then third, if you are able, I would encourage anyone to donate. Um, All of our services we provide for free. And so we rely on um, donations of diapers, formula, clothes, all those kind of things. Um, And also financial donations. Um, We have donors who um, donate a small amount every month. And that helps so much to have a monthly donation so we know that our bills are paid. And so if anyone that's listening, if you um, are thinking about a charitable charitable donation, um, I would really encourage that you donate to your local pregnancy center as Mm -hmm. one of the choices there. So, Well, I think the thing that I'm enjoying most about what you're telling me through this conversation is um, it's, it's the gospel in action. Yes. It's telling people about God. It's introducing them to him and developing their relationship with him when they are willing. It's becoming the hands and feet of Jesus to serve those who are in need in our communities. Um, I just think that's excellent. And what you just said about the mentor relationship, it's powerful. Mm-hmm. And that's really what Christ has called us to do. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of branching out a little bit here because you are obviously very involved with the pregnancy center. Can you think of some other similar type ways that we can reach out into our community with the gospel? I mean, when I was growing up, you know, our churches did door to door and I, I, that was great because the motive was right. You know, we want to introduce people to God, but I don't think it's a super effective way Right. At least most of the communities I've lived in. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. So what other thoughts do you have along that line? Um, that's a really good question. Um, I, I really think the way to do that is one person, one interaction at a time, and it's about relationship. Um, it's one thing to share the gospel with somebody you don't have a relationship with, but they're mm-hmm. not really going to be as open to that when they feel like they're just a project or you know, something you're supposed to do because your church tells you to do it. Um, I think it's more effective when we're being, we're just aware of the people around us and Mm -hmm. joining in their lives and loving them and then sharing Christ with them that way. Um, Finding common ground with people that we don't agree with and being willing to be a part of their lives. Um, Reach out to those who are grieving. You know, it's, that's a hard thing to do because it's uncomfortable, but being willing to just sit with somebody and even say, I don't know what to say, but I'm here and I will grieve with you. um, I think that makes a huge impact. Just that love, unconditional love, even when it's uncomfortable, that really can open that door to sharing why we do that, where that love comes from. Um, Being transparent with people about our own struggles and how God has worked in our life, you know, not having that persona of, everything's okay all the time because I'm a Christian, but being able to share with people, 
I've had struggles and this is how God has helped me through that. I think that is a big, um, can make a big impact on somebody who is going through a hard time. Um, and then when we share things about like sanctity of human life, um, pro-life issues, Mm -hmm. I think we need to be really careful how we talk about things and even the COVID stuff, all the controversial things out there, they can get so, um, heated and so political. And I think that can really turn people away from even wanting to talk to you. So if we can learn Mm -hmm. how to have intelligent discussions and Mm -hmm. find common ground, like I said, with people, we're not, people aren't our enemies, the people on the other side of issues, they're not our enemy. Mm -hmm. And to really learn how to talk to them and have debates in in a polite and compassionate way, I think that would go a long way to being able to share the gospel. Because if they know that we are kind in how we share things, um, I think they'll just listen, listen more. So um, those are just some things that off the top of my head on that. That's wonderful. And again, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, If you're following the Think Bible blog, you know that we're doing kind of a theme on discipleship right now. Um, And this is discipleship. The essence of discipleship right there is building relationships in order to bring people to God. Mm-hmm. Um, not because that's our agenda or whatever, but that's as a Christian, that's our overarching purpose is mm-hmm. to bring people to our God, our great God. Right. Um, that's tremendous. Um, I just appreciate your thoughts and your wisdom on that so much. I appreciate your ministry and the pregnancy resource center, all that you're doing there. Um, And I just have to give glory to God because Emmy and I really don't know each other very well. We met at a ladies retreat this fall and it was a very small retreat. There were not very many people there. (laughs) And so I'm thankful that God connected us through that and and when she shared that she works with the Pregnancy Resource Center, I just got all kinds of excited and probably scared her to death. <laughs> but that's just such a a dear thing to my heart. And it's something that I've wanted to be involved with for a long, long time. And the Lord doesn't leave us in one place for, for much time. So it hasn't happened yet, but I'm convinced that one day it will. <laughs> So until then, this is the part I can do um, is by sharing information about that ministry, about that resource. And I know there are dozens and hundreds of them. They are available in most communities or at least one nearby you. Yes. I would encourage you to find it, get involved. As Emmy said, pray volunteer your time, give your resources as you're able, and just see what God can do with that um, simple offering that we give him. So, Emmy, thank you for your time and for all that you're doing. Was there anything else you wanted to add before we say goodbye? No, you just, you just took what I was going to say. Um, I'll just <laughs> add that there's a, a CareNet um, site. You just do, okay. go on. CareNet, and they have a search for local pregnancy centers that are affiliated with CareNet, and a lot of our, um, a lot of our pregnancy centers are. So, if if anyone's looking for information about the closest one to them, you can get on that CareNet site and search for one that's close to you. And I would also just encourage people um, to refer people to um, 
a pregnancy center. It doesn't have to be a crisis situation. We have um, resources for anybody in that kind of situation, um, whether it's a crisis or not. And we love to help people and walk beside them and pray with them and just, you know, just be a part of that big, big step in life. So. Yeah. Amen. That's tremendous. Um, And so I would add one more little thing and it's a little bit selfish, but share this podcast with people, you know, who are expecting a new baby. Mm -hmm. Um, And even with families that have the younger kids, as she was talking about those mentorship groups, right? Just share this podcast, get this information out and spread it to your friends and your family and uh, those in your circles of influence um, so that God can work with, you know, he has more, more glory, more people to bring him glory. <laughs> so, right. um, Emmy, would you be willing to close our time in prayer today? Sure. I can do that. Thanks. Dear heavenly father, thank you so much for just the preciousness of life. Thank you for creating life and for creating each each individual human life with purpose and for a purpose. And I just pray as we um, each do our own individual ministry where you've called us, that you will help us to remember that every person we interact with is precious and is your child. Mm -hmm. I pray that you give us boldness in sharing your love in the gospel with those that we come in contact with. Please bring people into our lives that we can affect and that we can share. And I just thank you for the privilege of being used by you to further the gospel. And I just thank you for this podcast and for the opportunity to share on it. I pray that you'll bless Stephanie and um, the blog and the podcast that you have called her to do. I pray that um, more listeners and more readers will come and that they can find the truth and encouragement. And um, just thank you for her willing to do that. And I pray that you'll bless her for that. And I pray for all the listeners um, today that you will work in their lives and be with them in a special way and bless them and give them boldness and um, just be the comfort to them as they need. And um, I just thank you that you are all things to us and that we can trust you for the answers for everything. And again, I just thank you for this opportunity in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to the Think Bible Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Smith. Please visit us at our website, www.thinkbible.online, to learn more about our ministry or to take advantage of the resources we have there for you. That's www.thinkbible.online. You can also find us at Facebook. Instagram or Twitter with the name Think Bible. Until next time, let's all think and live biblically for the glory of God.